What's up, everybody? It's Chad from Ask Chad Grassy Logic. Hope you like that little countdown at the beginning. It's new. I'm here today with another episode after we've been back. We've been gone for a couple weeks, 420. Then I released the 420 extravaganza video that I had and all that. And then um, I, I did the review, but we'll talk about that more at the end of the video. And you guys will get more information on that. I'm actually here with Bob today from Gringo. And um, he, he actually showed, he's actually been on the show before, and Gringo's actually been on a couple times. But there's a couple updates of Gringo, and I want to, you know, share it with you guys. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Bob. I'd say hi. I'm Bob, the Gringo Lancaster from Gringo. <laughs> and uh, just a couple of quick things here. Uh, here in town, we are uh, moving our in-town location. So the OG is moving from uh, 2000 East Loman uh, right up the street to 1810 East Loman. Uh, two weeks ago, we had the grand opening for the Deuce out in Anthony. So we have a second location in Anthony, nice. uh, a little closer Good to goodness. our Texas folks. Nice. Uh, and just growing, expanded, nothing but good. Nice. Yeah, well, it's good to see, you know, here that you guys are doing an update, still doing well and everything. Because uh, you guys, you were here April 1st, right, last year? Uh, actually, April 5th, only because oh, we had a little bio 5th. track issue. So, oh, we, yeah, of course. It was the 5th of April. So yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we Damn you, bio track. <laughs> <laughs> it is evil. Yeah, yeah, it's an evil. They call it bio trash for <laughs> I just first time heard, but that's appropriate. Yeah, that was actually from the medical cannabis side. It was called that years ago. Okay. And it kind of, I guess it didn't stick the whole way. But yeah, it used to be called Biotrash. Um, but yeah, anyway, so thank you for some of those updates. What do you guys have going on? You have a new rewards program? Do you guys have any events going on? You know, we made it easy. We used to run a whole bunch of different discounts, you know, first responders, military, yada, yada, that sort of stuff. Uh, we've just, we, we opened up a rewards program. So every okay. time you, you spend money in the store, you get a point for every dollar you spend. Uh, you can rack those up. You can use them as long as you want. Um, we got uh, we got a big seven ten celebration coming up. Oh, nice! Uh, okay. So we've got a couple of new uh, providers of some uh, very high end concentrate, and we'll be having some outrageous deals on those in both locations. Uh, beyond that, man, like I say, things are just just moving and shaking. Nice. Yeah, I think you even mentioned some price changes. You know that you guys had too in the store. Yes, thank you for reminding me. As a yeah. matter of fact, as the market has started to stabilize uh, in this last year, our flower prices have come way down. Okay. Um, obviously. Some of the highest quality stuff. We were at the top end of pricing, but all those producers, even at that high quality, uh, those numbers are coming down. We yeah. can sell seven dollar grams now, or we can never. Oh, nice. Before. Yeah. So nice. yeah, it's just it's getting better and better, and still providing a very high quality product. Nice, because that's what you guys all have been about for since the beginning was high quality product in your store. Exactly. That's we good to hear. Boutique, we want to be on the up the upper end of it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you guys stuck around, so you know, there's these other guys that happen. We'll get more on that here in a little bit, guys, um, because he's talking about pricing. I have, we have a lot to talk about pricing um, and a really good show ahead of us. Um, so thank you for the updates. Is there anything else you want to say before we get, you know, keep going for the rest of the show about Gringo? No, man, I'm going to defer to you. All you got to do is come in the door and uh, Gringo says everything there is to say about it. Look at all the five-star reviews. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for that. And anyway, well, we're going to go on with the rest of the show. Thank you for those updates. I know that's really quick. You know, usually we spend like 10, 15 minutes, but they've been on the show. So go to the prior shows if you want to hear all about them, because I don't want him to have to repeat himself, you know, over and over again with his uh, story and everything. So anyway, this episode is probably going to be a little bit shorter because we have a couple of topics, but really important topics. Um, the first one I want to really talk about sales. Um, in April, we actually, we're breaking records now uh, when it sells. We kind of, you know, we're in this little stable thing. I think January and Christmas kind of, you know, emptied a lot of pockets. And so now they're a little replenished from taxes. And so April, we saw a total of $46 million in cannabis sales total, um, which is a lot. 14, med 14 million from medical um, and then 31 million from rec. And that used to be almost like half. Remember like yeah. medical and rec used to be about half, but now rec's kind of pulling away from medical. And I don't know if the numbers are going down. I need to check and maybe I'll do an update next week on the medical numbers. Um, but yeah, so medical cannabis, you know, it's still strong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that rhymes. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's sitting about, you know, half and everything, you know, of what it is. And now, you know, it's kind of 
going down even further. Um, so we'll see what happens in the future. Um, that's still quite a bit of, you know, revenue that we're getting, you know, the, the 31 million from tax. Well, what I see on, on that too, a lot is I got a lot of folks come in, they just let their cards expire. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, they're, they're willing to absorb the 20% tax. Yeah. And so I, I think that maybe that's, that's part of why it's skewing nowadays. Yeah, it is. And you know, sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit, actually, I, I got my renewal, I think about a month and a half ago, and it took me about six, seven months to finally get it. You know, just because, yeah, I, I let it, that's the first time I let it lapse that long ever. Usually I was on it, but for some reason I did, but you know, it wasn't that bad of a process these days. You know, if you let it lapse and you know, they, they got it done pretty quick and actually 36 hours after my doctor appointment, I had my card. Now it's digital. Wow. That's yeah. quick. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. Speaking of that too, we've got, uh, we're partnering with the doctor out in Anthony and, uh, ah. they, when you're online, you can, uh, or check us out in the post, we'll be posting this, but we're going to try to get to, uh, once a month. Where we've got the guy on site doing them for fifty five bucks. Fifty five bucks, or nice. free with Medicaid if they okay. approve you. I was gonna ask, yeah. you know, with, with insurance. Okay, cool. Yes, so yeah, if you guys have Medicaid, which you know a lot of people in the state do, go on down there, get your renewal, get a new card if you're a new patient, um, and most likely it's not going to come out of any charge of your pocket because you're just seeing the doctor. <laughs> you're not exactly. getting a physical card at the time or anything. It's free through the state, so there's actually no charge. Um, but yeah, that's the sales and everything. And then thank you for that, by the way, that's actually very helpful for the people, especially in that area that, you know, to get their cards, you know, so it's really good to see. So I really wanted to update, I wanted to update everybody on the sales because that's kind of significant. We're starting to see more revenue. Um, but there's a lot of changes coming in New Mexico's market. And we're actually going to talk about that right now because this, uh, the name of this episode is Die Blase, which is German for, um, the bubble. And that bubble is rupturing right now as, as we speak and we're sitting here having this conversation. So at the time of the this recording, it's rupturing. By the time some of you watch it, it may have already well bursted and stuff crazy and everything's burning. Just kidding. Hopefully not. Um, but that retail bu bubble is about to burst soon. And what I mean is that right now in New Mexico, we have 988 retail locations. That's not just manufacturing everything together. That's retail. So through the whole state, there's almost a thousand retailers for 2.2 million people. And so a lot of these retail spaces do exist along the border between us and Texas. Um, however, here in Cruces, what did you say we have 60 something, 66? There are right now 60, last check last week, 60 licensed dispensaries in Las Cruces alone. That is ridiculous. So, I mean, we have about 120,000 people within like the Cruces area. Um, and you know, that's a lot of shops and, you know, I have seen a lot of, you know, these shops suffering, even the more popular shops are a lot slower because it's, you know, so spread out and everything. And then the prices and all that, but the reason why I am saying the bubble's about to burst is because of the reason I'm saying before, we don't have enough people for that. And then once all of these producers start coming online that have been working to get online, which they are now, um, as I speak, there's more and more coming online here in New Mexico, the black market side is going to start to fall off. Um, it'll never die. It'll just shrink. It's like fat cells. It's never going to go away. It just shrinks down to a small point to where you don't really notice it. And um, we're going to start seeing that. And we kind of are start, starting to see that. And I mean, you were telling me pricing and everything. You know, we're talking about that from the show. And you know, this ties into, you know, you guys are shop. The reason why you're able to uh, provide such cheaper prices is because wholesale prices dropped. And, you know, it shocked me because it dropped significantly more than I thought it was going to or even was. Um, can you give us an uh, idea of what the prices are for indoor and outdoor? Absolutely. Uh, a year ago when things opened up, uh, there were guys out there getting $3,500, $4,000 a pound. There were very few producers. Uh, that was on indoor growth. Right now, those are down to uh, reasonably, you can find $1,100, $1,200 a pound. For, it's cheap. Uh, it is very cheap yeah. for very nice indoor growth. Yeah. Uh, I've got some outdoor growth stuff that is that is top shelf for outdoor growth that I purchased for $650 a pound. 
That's uh, cheap last week. And then yeah. outdoor stuff, I don't think you could get cheaper than 2,500 a pound last year uh, when it opened up. So as, as these guys are coming out, the licensed producers, uh, and, and obviously uh, you want to hit the stores and have the licensed producers. They've been tested. They've been checked. You're getting the best quality stuff. You know what you're getting. You're not buying something off the street. You're not buying behind the dumpster. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it, but it's nothing but good. And we've been able to pass those prices on to our customers as well. Yeah. So that's all coming down. That's good. And, you know, like you said, last year was about 3,500. And I thought at the lowest end this time this year, it would be about 1,800. So I'm actually a little bit incorrect on my my uh, guess. But, I mean, that's good that we're, we're down that much because good for the consumer um, that we're down that much to $1,200. And it's easier for them actually as the, you know, retailers to provide a cheaper product for people um, because, you know, there's a niche for everybody. You have the, the higher end people who don't mind paying $14 a gram. Then you have the people who, you know, are on a budget and don't mind $7 a gram. And you have the people who just swear outdoor and will smoke nothing but outdoor. Right. You know, you have the, you have the, all the crowds, you have the different spectrums. Um, and I've seen, you know, the prices drop at the retail locations throughout the state um, throughout the past couple of years. You know, I've been going and seeing $160 ounces, $180 ounces, um, you know, anywhere from even uh, $40 half ounces. You know, like with you know specials and right. deals and stuff like that. So I mean, it's 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 dropping significantly, and um, I knew the first year was going to be the roughest, and then after that, um, those prices. And I told people last year, I said, don't get comfy with these prices. We will never ever see these prices again. Right. It's thirty five hundred, four thousand dollars sometime. You know, pounds. That was just because scarce. You know, like you know the the market was immature. Um, everybody was still setting up, and you know we had an issue and still have an issue of black market cannabis inside of our regulated industry. And we were talking before the show, even on Facebook, when you see um, a retail establishment or someone just trying to find cannabis for their for the retail, they put on there biotracked weed. I am looking for biotracked weed. And you would only need to put that if there was an abundance of black weed, black market cannabis in the market. And that's that's scary, you know, like to because a lot of the times that's not tested or it's from another state that failed testing and they couldn't sell it there. And now it's coming over here to a black market where that doesn't matter. Um, and so it's being manipulated and we're going to start seeing, and we are starting to see that start to dwindle with, you know, the other, like I said, the other guys coming online. Um, are you starting to see that too on your side, obviously with the pricing, but you know, are you starting to see more guys come online local with, you know, really good cannabis and all that? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, on the black market thing, when we first opened up, I would see five or six guys a month that would show up trying to sell me product. My first question again was the bio track, uh, that pretty much they turned tail, walked out the door. Uh, I'd maybe see one a month if I see it now. Uh, we have a product right now that we call uh, Roly Roam. It's, it's in-house. Uh, we've got $35 quarters, $55 halves, and $100 ounces of a very high-quality outdoor grow. Yeah. Uh, not only is it high-quality, but the guy spins it up in the machine, takes out all the non-smokable matter. So when you're buying a quarter ounce, you're buying a quarter ounce of 100% smokable. Yeah. Take it out, put it in your pipe, put it in there, roll it up. Uh, so again, that pricing is coming down. The quality is staying up. So good for everybody. Oh, it is definitely, you know, for, for everybody in the industry, for everybody consumer and all that. And I, I like it. Um, but with all the good stuff, we also were getting the bad stuff. So with that being said, there's a lot of retail establishments who are relying on the black market to stay open. And the only reason why they have remained open and they're operating even today is because of the black market. And since we're starting to see that shrink more, we're going to start to see these, um, these licenses start to shut down. And even with 988, that becomes even harder to compete. Um, so now you have to compete with these cheaper prices that are even probably cheaper than out of state cannabis from California per pound. Um, you're gonna have to compete with that, or you're gonna have to make these relationships. And now you're behind on making these relationships with these growers. And so now you're going to either get higher prices 
or you're not going to be able to get enough or you're going to get higher prices because of scarcity. You know, and that could cause another another boom of prices going up. It might go up slightly, but we're going to see closures before we see the price go up, you know, before it goes up too much. Um, we'll start to see closures. And right now, as I said, that, that bu bubble is ruptured. And um, we're going to start seeing a lot of weird stuff happening in our industry. Um, what are some predictions that you could probably think that, you know, man, I'm thinking that within the next year and a half, two years, we're probably going to see a 75 to 80 percent attrition rate uh, with, with dispensaries here in town, yeah. uh, down on the border. Uh, I mean, it's just we, we flooded the market, which is great. Uh, and you got to love the free market. Yeah. Uh, those folks that, that they can't stay there, they're going to get weeded out. Um, and I think it's going to be good for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, now you're going to know that the places you're going, they're, they're, they're buying from licensed growers. Everything you have is tested. Uh, a little peace of mind for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, plus it's like with, with all the prices coming down, knowing that you're, you're getting good stuff for a good bargain. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and um, it's great that we are getting that and that we're going to have tested cannabis now because I have seen some of the, the black market cannabis when I buy it. I'm like, that doesn't look like New Mexico. Uh, you know, <laughs> or like, you sure you did that? Right. <laughs> Or like, you know, someone, you know, when I was working on with another business, you know, we would meet a grow and he'll tell us, oh, I'm going to pull, you know, this amount, 100 pounds out of this, you know, five foot five area. And we're like, OK. <laughs> How many times over? Yeah, I was like, all right. Yeah, someone's doing some illegal stuff and they're not being smart about it. Um, and another thing that, you know, is really shocking is I called Andy Lyman today from Santa Fe Reporter. You know, we have a really good relationship. We, we keep in contact. And he's in up north. And not only is he up north, he's in Santa Fe. So it's a different market away from us and from Albuquerque, the two biggest you know, areas in the state. And I wanted to see what's going on there. And he told me that Oso shut down, actually. So, really? yeah. And they're part of the Dirty 30. One, if you guys don't know what the Dirty 30 is, is, they're the original producers when we were just medical. And so they've been around for a while. And they used to be... Um, Oh, what was their name? I can't even remember it now. It's been so long. I didn't um, know them before Oso. Yeah, yeah. Compassionate distributors. They used to be compassionate distributors and then they sold and they, they became Oso. So that's what they are today. They shut down their shop in Santa Fe. And did you say they, they may have shut down another one? Or? Uh, I heard a little grapevine rumor that their Anthony location is going to shut down as well. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's, that'd be unfortunate if it did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, something like that is actually quite alarming. You have someone that's been around for a while. They're, they're bigger dispensary they have more locations in the state than you know some of the other people just starting out so even if they're shutting down in a market like santa fe um that's kind of a sign that we're going to start seeing some even more closures um and we're probably going to see some closures from these bigger guys continue um the ones that set up shop in markets that just aren't performing well that they thought were going to do well those will probably shut down they're not going to hurt because they have so much money um but if they're a mom and pop shop and they expanded too quickly they're going to hurt and most likely shut down um i tell people this all the time a lot of people or even majority of the people in the cannabis industry today haven't ran anything more than a track. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of ignorance. And this is something that I told people even when I was on another podcast last year, you know, we had a whole episode on it about um, being undereducated and underfunded. Um, and those are going to be the two hurdles that you run into. And even today, that's still true. Oh, um, yeah. You know, people being undereducated and underfunded coming into this industry, <clears throat> just not knowing really what they're getting into. But that's OK. That's that is the free market. Yes. And that's capitalism. And at the end of the day, capitalism will play itself out if you allow it to in this scenario, um, especially with cannabis, the way we have it set up. We're not like California, where only 30% of the cities can sell cannabis. Um, we didn't do that. We allowed it to actually become something where we can do something like this, where we have this abundance and then everything closes. Because cannabis retail establishments on a nationwide number is actually along the same lines of restaurants when it comes to closing. So which is about 75 to 80, even sometimes 90%. 
Um, so I'm predicting about a 90% to 85% closure rate here in Las Cruces, um, just in general. Through the state, about 75, 80% closure rate of retail. So that 988 number is going to go down quite a bit. It'll go back up eventually once we get more operators who either fix their issues from before and they're coming back or the people who were waiting for this um, point because, you know, we're talking, we were talking about a couple of people and, you know, from what it sounds like, they're just waiting for this bubble to pop, you know, because once that happens, you're going to see licenses go up for really cheap. You know, you're going to see equipment go up for really cheap, you know, and all this stuff. So some people are going to capitalize off of that. Um, But that's just the way that it goes in this industry. You know, it's very cutthroat. Um, I am starting to see a lot of infighting in the industry. Have you seen that, you know, with other businesses? Not really. I get a lot of information from people and there's a lot of infighting going on. <laughs> um, and so it, it, it's sad to see, but it's it's going to happen. I mean, a lot of tensions are high. Stress is high. You know, some people aren't making the revenue they once before, before mm-hmm. you know, especially the ones that are relying on black market cannabis. Right. Um, now they're trying to compete with people who have a relationship with the grows and have a cheaper price point than them. Um, so, and the, the CCD is cracking down, you know, the state, they're starting to crack down. I'm sure they have information on people that have been doing it wrong for a long time. And they're probably going to do, I'm thinking a mass crackdown, (laughs) you know, like a mass crackdown is just going to happen. And that's probably going to add to the 80, 75% closure rate. It's not just going to be the people who did it wrong and couldn't make it. It's also the people who did it wrong and refused to do it right. Even though they were given the opportunity to fix the, the, the issue and do it correctly they're going to come down with the hammer and get shut down because 988 and the state sees that that's alarming to them too. And they already have been talking about, even when we were at about 300 or 400, you know, is it too many, you know, so now at 988, they're probably going to get a little more strict. So if you guys barely passed inspections the last time, you want to um, go back and make sure you pass inspections these next times, because it could get a little bad. Um, I don't know. How has it been for you guys? You know, we've had a couple of inspections. Uh, our first one, uh, they showed up at 420, not this year, but last year when we first opened. That yeah. uh, was hectic. I got a shop full of people. Uh, you know, we had, we had a few <laughs> violations then. Everybody had been open for three weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've had two visits since then. Uh, minor, minor stuff. You know, hey, we didn't have a sign up here. We didn't have a sign up. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, as long as, and again, they, they've been real lenient with us as long as we're willing to correct whatever those deficiencies are. Then we're moving on and, you know, and staying within the lines. Yeah, so, that's but, great. Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. So, and then they've kind of left us alone for the last eight or nine months. So, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, maybe we're okay here for a while. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for maybe they're too busy with the ones who are doing <laughs> it very incorrectly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do you have anything on on this topic? Really, I mean, I have a few more things to really talk about, but well, just just talking about, like I said, the the glut of dispensaries that are out there, and like you say, that you know, people not being business people. I think that everybody had this this wild idea, you know, that it was going to be a get rich quick scheme. And, and I allowed myself to buy into that a little bit, but yeah. we're going to other businesses and this, it, it's, it's just like any other business, man. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you do it right. You capitalize, right. You, you make things happen and it continues. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's, mm-hmm. it's the longevity. You got to be in it for the long term, providing good stuff, good customer service, build that reputation. Um, it's really not a sell yourself thing and a get rich quick scheme. And I think a lot of people bought. It's a real tortoise versus the hare kind of scenario. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the yeah. hare takes off. And you know what? When I was, uh, I did track when I was younger and um, I did the mile. I was like a five minute mile runner. My, my brother runs faster, way faster than me. Um, but I remember there was always the guys that would start out sprinting at the very beginning and they would always finish last. And so that's just one of the things that reminds me when you see here the tortoise and the hare, it's not just a metaphor for, you know, something like that. It happens in real life all the time, even in, in sports. And we're seeing it now in the cannabis industry. Some people just went too hard, expanded way too fast. 
they didn't wait and weren't patient and you know kind of let the market mature a little bit more um they thought they were really going to capitalize and you know get so far ahead of everybody but that pie is so huge that you're doing yourself a you know you're not doing yourself a favor by doing that you know yeah yeah there's just so much out there and then now with things changing um it's it's another thing that you have to fight around and you're just making it worse for yourself and one thing i do want to really touch on too is our taxes um our taxes and i read this from an article from andy lyman he actually wrote it and he was talking about the federal taxes because since we're a federally illegal industry we have to pay not just regular federal taxes we have to pay pretty much a drug dealer federal tax it's actually the same tax that they got al capone on that he wasn't paying um and that's the same tax and i think it's almost like 40 percent you know, it's something ridiculous. Do you, I mean, you have to pay This, it, this so is our first year. Yeah. Um, so, and our accountants are still figuring that stuff out. Yeah. But when I, we built into our business plan about a 30% tax rate, uh, and, and again, that, that's with zero deductions. Yeah. Uh, so I got no write-offs. I got no nothing. It's just, yeah, it, I'm, I'm illegal, but they're, they're happy to take my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, they won't mess. The IRS won't mess with you, but oh man, my pocketbook is really small. And you know what? That black market looks really good right now. And that's one reason that California is having such an issue is their high taxes and going you know back underground going back you know and that's the only way that these places can make money and we're seeing that here in new mexico too some of these places that either aren't doing the business correctly or they're not doing it the legal way they're having this issue here with the federal taxes they're like i'm getting taxed too high blah 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 my overhead and that could be maybe a sign that someone's doing it wrong as if you know they're kind of not doing the federal taxes part correctly or they're like oh i'm struggling because of the federal taxes i get it but it's possible people you know, are able to do it if you do it correctly. But if we start raising our state taxes even further, like it's planned in the law, then we're going to start seeing a California issue here. We're going to start seeing the opposite happen. Right now, we're kind of headed the right direction. We're kind of in a corrective mode. But if we do that taxes thing, then we're going to start seeing the black market kind of take back over. Um, so that's one thing that I've been stressing for a long time is we need to go back and either lower our taxes, and I think a total of 10% to 15% at when it's said and done is fair, um, or keep it at the 20% um, if we want to meet in the middle, which I kind of feel that would be more or less what they would go for. Well, um, we're, we're, that's a cumulative tax, right? Because we're 12% excess. Yeah, and then you have the state local. tax. Yeah. And it, and I'm thinking that I think that 12% is probably really should be the cap. Um, my yeah. understanding is it's supposed to go to either 16 or 18. Yeah. And then it goes all the way up to, period. I think, to 20 something percent. So right. like a total of 40% and after like a yeah. decade or something crazy. I mean, total after everything said with all the cumulative right. taxes. Um, but yeah, it's 12% right now. But, you know, with the regular state taxes and everything added to it, it adds up to 20%. Um, and so that's what we mean. But right now, yes, it is at 12%. But that's just for cannabis. That's before a regular tax of 8% that we have in the state. Um, so it goes up to 20. I feel that that is like a threshold for our, our state, a 20% tax. Yes. It's, I mean, that's, that's barely affordable for most people here. Um, I kind of feel 15 would give us some wiggle room. Um, 15 would be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I mean, if we, if we had a, a cumulative tax, it's going to be 20% not going beyond. Yeah. I don't see that being horrible, but like you said, as they start to step that up, uh, and they're, they're going to cut their own noses off despite their own faces. Yeah. Uh, it, it, right now they've got a cash cow at their 12%. Yeah. I think they're getting greedy, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, anything beyond there. Um, and the, they, and the state really hasn't done a lot to make it friendly for businesses yeah. here either. Uh, I still have a huge beef with the, uh, the advertising. I've been fighting with the state over their own laws. Um, they won't let me do this. Although it says I can do this, I can brand 
Uh, it says that in their laws. I've highlighted it, sent it back to them. And they said, well, you still can't do it. I can't run radio spots that I was yeah. running in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I'm limited to everything that I can do. I can't draw attention to myself, which would in turn increase tax revenues, which would, uh, it's, you know, but you can, uh, Dylan Mulvaney can do Bud Light commercials. Yeah, uh, yeah, know. exactly. I can't talk about <laughs> cannabis. Put it on YouTube. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, but I can't, you know, I can't put my stuff out. There. I can't well, talk about my product. I can't, I can't advertise and, and bring attention to it to where I'm at. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense to me either because if you look at TV, you know, like, oh, we're just worried about the kids. I'm like, your kids do worse stuff on YouTube and video games than I can say on the radio. Yes. You know, like the worst, worst happens on regular TV that you see visu visually than I can say on the radio. Yeah. Like, you know, you can cuss all you want on the radio. You know, you can talk about drugs and do drugs. Like, you know, they, they depict people smoking weed all, all the time on TV shows. And, you know, I can't even talk about weed on the radio. So it's, it seems like there's a disconnect between radio and TV and, and advertising in general when it comes to cannabis. But there is a disconnect between those two just starting out. Yes. Um, and I kind of feel there's a little bit of unfairness. And just my few months working in this space within the radio world, I've learned a lot about it. And that's one thing that I've learned is that there is a big disparity um, between laws. And once you get into cannabis, it's even worse. Yeah. You know, it gets even bad. It funnels down to even a worse area you don't want to be. And that's something that I think that we need to change when it comes to the law. And I keep preaching this and I will keep preaching it. We all need to work together. We're better together. And if we do work together, we'll get what we want. We'll be able to advertise on the radios and the TV. We'll be able to keep it at 20% or maybe lower for the taxes. So that way businesses can thrive and people can afford more cannabis. Um, you know, it's, it's a rolling downhill thing. He has to pay more taxes. He has to raise his prices. I have to pay more when at the end, when at the end of the day. So, I mean, it just it goes down like that. Um, so it's, there's a lot that goes into this bubble. Yes, sir. Um, you know, it's just not one thing or even two things on this list right here. I would have like 10. <laughs> we're scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah. We're just scratching the surface at 10 here. Possibly. I'm not even counting it. Just, you know, it's quite a few, um, you know, and what, what are we going to do when Texas comes online, you know, maybe in five years, you know, or it could be even closer because, they're seeing more progress um, than I thought that we were going to have at this point. So once we see Texas come online, we're also going to see that 41 million that's increasing every month. That's going to drop significantly. Yep. Um, we still may see some El Paso people and people near the border of the two states kind of coming over if, um, at the beginning because they're still getting set up and you know they're not going to have enough product. And it's going to be more pricier there. Um, so we'll see it for a couple of years. Um, but after that, it's just going to drop significantly because there's no point. You know, like The only reason they would come here um, to buy cannabis is if they go to like Rio Doso, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, they go to the West Texas Hamptons and, you know, or they come here to Cruces for whatever reason, you know, like a UTEP versus New Mexico state game, you know, or something like that, you know, or, or maybe a concert. So there's a lot that goes into this guys, but that bubble is rupturing. It's happening right now. I'm seeing it. If you're being affected by this, I'm sorry, but at the same time, you knew the game you're getting into. Um, you know, this, this is a cutthroat industry. This game is something that we all play and it's kind of a gamble. You know, like, especially, you know, like I said, I thought prices were going to be different. He's telling me they're significantly lower than I thought they were going to be. And the prices that we're seeing now are closer to what a mature market looks like, you know, and that's something that I predicted would be about four or five years from the beginning. And we're seeing that within about a year. I knew the prices were going to drop, but this is, this is alarming, you know, how, how low that is. So the people who are using black market cannabis in your retails, you may want to think about stop going that route and start making relationships with the people who are coming online. Um, before you kind of move further. I mean, uh, what do Absolutely. you think? Well, yeah, I mean, as yeah. the number of producers have come around and gotten better and better, yeah. uh, then I, excuse me, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
He had a buzzy buzz. I, I thought the damn thing turned off. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but as you've got more licensed producers coming on board with, again, with tested cannabis, with quality cannabis, there's no reason to go to the black market. There's no reason to go outside. I mean, you know, for 50 cents a gram, what, you're going to ruin yourself and mm-hmm. run, you know, run afoul of the law for it? Yeah. Uh, like the, they're out there, they're coming online. Uh, everything's getting better. It's stabilizing. So, yeah, I, I mean, we really need to make a push to get these guys out that are, are running the black market stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people in the community who will disagree with me. You know, black market's king. And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, black market will always be there. Maybe black market is king. But at the same time, you're not going to be able to compete with a cheaper regulated market. You know, alcohol has a black market. Tobacco has a black market. But they're so small that they're almost unnoticeable. You yeah. know, the people still get popped for it. But it's, it's really small. Could, can you get tax-free tobacco? Sure, on the black market. Can you get moonshine? Sure, on the black market. If you want to go that route, of course. You know, and I've, I've, I've had the black market moonshine before. I'm sure most Americans have. Um, so, you know, we're all guilty of that. But at the same time, like, it's not going to be something that you can rely on in the end, um, especially with the market coming online and becoming more mature. Once federal legalization comes or we hope decriminalization, um, that's going to change tenfold. You know, now we have a federally legal substance and now there's even more of a less of a point to go that route. Uh, you know, right. it's even more of a point to do it the right way. Um, so that's my take on it, guys. You know, I'm sure some of you will have, you know, uh, different opinions on it. But this is really what's happening in our industry and the reason why. Um, disagree or agree what you want with when it comes to the black market. That's whatever. But these are the facts of the reason why this bubble is happening and the reason why this bubble is about to burst. Um, black market plays a big role in it and you know so these other things and I just wanted to really highlight that because this is huge and this is something I'm going to be talking about for probably the next few weeks Um, and it's going to be ongoing and I'll probably do updates on my social media and stuff as it comes because I only do the show once a week and maybe twice if we do a review or something Um, but yeah I'll keep you guys updated on it and um, as I find out more stuff I'll, I'll keep it updated on here especially on my socials um yeah this bubble it's getting interesting almost a thousand licenses we'll see what it is next month but what do you have anything else for for the bubble man no uh, i'm looking forward to burst uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's functioning right now it's it's it's, it's ripping but, you know, we're just waiting for the pop so yeah but anyway we're gonna go to the last topic of the day um actually there's two quick ones um i just want to touch on this quick one it's a um oregon secretary of state from oregon state uh not like oregon mountain um, she's from Oregon State, and she her name is uh, Shemaya Fagan, and she accepted $10,000 per month from a company called La Mota, and I guess they also gave her a bonus of $30,000 for every license that they helped her get outside of New Mexico and Oregon. So the only reason why I'm mentioning this story is because we actually have a, a play in it, and the fact that it's called La Mota tells me that we had some kind of play in it in the first place. If some of you watching are from here, La Mota is slang for weed, or the weed, um, for like, you know, cannabis marijuana. Uh, so that's what tells me that, you know, we did have a plan and I'm not too sure what the details are in it. She stepped down from her position. Um, and she's going to probably either, I think she's going to go away from this contract and just probably step away and go into the shadows. Cause that was pretty shady. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty shady. I don't know. I think she's done in the government. And so, yeah, that, that's just one thing that's, that goes on with the cannabis guy industry guys. It's, it's a cutthroat shady industry sometimes and stuff like this happens all of the time. You know, this is just a person who got caught. 
<laughs> so anyway, that was it for that one. I mean, do you have anything on that? I mean, anything to touch with that well, one? Well, I mean, we just saw it happen here in the state. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't remember the lady's name, but she oh, was the head yes. of the CCD when, yeah. when we opened up. Yes. Uh, she took about six or eight months in that position and then took a very high paying job with uh, with some other cannabis company. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I was like, it doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's frustrating, but that does not surprise me one bit. Um, so yeah, that's it for that story. I just wanted to let you guys know the bonus thing I got, um, as you guys heard at the beginning, I talked about a review. So Coco Dean and I of Four Seas Cannabis started doing some reviews. Um, the first one we did was High Lonesome Cannabis, and you can find that on YouTube under Ashtag Grassy Logic Extras. Um, it's going to be under that on a different channel, so you can check it out there. That's where we're going to be posting you know, the review stuff just to get it out to you guys. It's going to be sporadic. We're not going to do it like you know at a set schedule, so just keep an eye out, keep your notifications on. And that way you can be notified when, you know, the newest uh, review come out. I'll try to keep people updated when we're going to do the new one, but it might just pop up, you know, I might just tell you who we're doing, you know, at that time or who the review is. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to try to keep it, you know, casual, fun with that one and everything. You know, if you want to come on someday, you know, as a guest, you're more than welcome. We're going to have guests on. Um, so it'd be great to see more people come and do reviews with us too. just kind of sit back in more of a chill environment, you know. Right. Yeah, it would be great. So I'm really you know, glad to have you on. Like I said, guys, this is going to be a shorter episode. I know we babbled on about this bubble, but that bubble is it's, it's talk of the whole town. <laughs> yes, there it is. Every time and, another one pops up. I, shit, man, I, went, I, I left one evening to go pick up something for the Wendy's on Solano or El Paseo, and I drove by four new places that I hadn't seen in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, they're popping up on every corner. Oh, they are all it's the time. It is. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's bound to pop and it's going to happen here soon. So anyway, guys, that's all I have for this week. Um, tune in next week for another episode and I will let Bob actually take us out this week and uh, I'll see y'all then. Hey, thank you very much for having me. And you don't have to wait for Chad's review. You can go to Google and see all the five stars there yourself. I'm on MC Gringo. <laughs> I like thank that. You much. All right, guys. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>